Okay, that seems to be working. Okay. Keep an eye on that. Remember, okay. we had the problem last time. Last time. Yeah. last time it didn't quite record properly. Okay. Okay, but we are. We're, okay, so we're live. We're doing segment one. Here we go. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm going to turn down the volume of the so we delay of game. Beeps. We don't want to hear these five beeps. yard penalty reset right. to second down. <laughs> okay, not now. Here we go. Segment one. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00 48897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Today on our program, we have some outstanding guests for you. We have John Ingram here. Welcome, welcome back, John. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we also have Liam White here. Liam White from the Liam White Insurance, Inc. Yes, sir. Oh, first timer to mess with. All right. <laughs> yeah, John. Okay, Liam, brace yourself. It's yeah, going to be a bumpy yourself. show. I'm ready. Uh, okay, so uh, so Liam, uh, tell us, just first tell a little bit about your agency. Just just give us a quick background on what your agency does and, and generally who you represent and, how, and what kind of insurance you can provide. Cool. Yeah. So uh, agency's been in the Valley for quite a long time. I took over as agency owner a little over two years ago now, but I have a little over eight years in the insurance industry experience. Uh, started on the corporate side of insurance, which uh, kind of we call the evil side of insurance. Sure. Sure. And okay. then came back over to the to the good side for now. We'll see right on the, okay. on the agency Came side. over from the dark side. Yeah. Good. Back nice. over to the good, which is nice, right? Get the yeah. opportunity to interact with uh, clients, customers, actually get to meet people face to face instead of just delivering bad news on the back end. There you go. <laughs> so nice. now I get to deliver right. bad news on the good end. Well, I guess the good thing about that is that you know what they're doing on the other side. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so a good thing, anytime right? Anytime I get told an answer that I don't think is truthful, nope, push back on it a little bit more. Brilliant. Yeah. That's great. So what's going on right now in insurance? What are, what are you seeing out there in the world of insurance? Um, it, it's pretty easy to start it off with. It's, it's questionable. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the easiest place to put it right now is we're seeing... Uh, unprecedented changes in marketplace mm-hmm. to where even though we're seeing an increase in cost in the market, yeah. we're not really seeing shoppers in the marketplace these days. Interesting. Yeah. And so it's kind of that back and forth. <clears throat> Normally individuals would assume that, you know, hey, I get this random rate increase or I get a rate increase every six months, every year. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden buyers are just going to start flooding the marketplace. Right. Only reason they're not, companies are trying to save as much money as they can. Okay. Not advertising. You joked about it earlier, talking about it, you know, 15 minutes or more. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. company normally spends $2 billion a year on advertising. Oh. They might not even surpass a billion this year. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So and we're so, going to miss out on all those, those funny uh, insurance commercials Well, they have the ability to replay, right? It's not sure. as much the airtime. It's more it's the so production. Yeah, the production to put new stuff out there. So it is. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting marketplace. It's, it's a hard market right now, we would say, which there's demand, but there's not that much supply. Okay. And so we talk about it from the real estate perspective, right? right? When, you know, hey, we got a lot of people trying to buy homes, yeah. not that many homes available. All of a sudden, buyers, right, or the sellers have the ability to start negotiating what the price is truly going to be. So insurance companies are saying, eh, we're kind of okay where we are. And now it makes it a little bit more difficult for individuals to shop 
they can start charging a little bit more, a little bit more, squeeze people out of the market. But, but that's tough. just what you're saying. Like the human behavior right now is there's a reluctance to shop and make change in insurance policies. So that's not so much a desire. It's just going to be an innate ability of when we don't advertise as much, mm-hmm. it's not on the top of people's oh. minds and so they don't <laughs> shop. Okay. Now then the I get that. flip side to it is when they do go to shop, being in what we would call a hard market, there's not as much a desire for insurance companies to start picking up more and more market share. Mm. Is, is it because, is, are there fewer insurance companies in general, or is it because they've limited their product line? They're or, colluding or? together to just make right. as much money as possible. <laughs> like, if we don't advertise, then people don't shop for insurance, and if they don't shop for insurance, we could charge kind of just, more. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Not, not all the way on that point, but there's, there's I, actually more a... <laughs> insurance companies than there ever have been out there. Is that right? You okay. see all these startups, right? We've seen over the past 10 years, companies like Lemonade, right, you know, start sure. to jump on the marketplace. Yeah, they were a name for a while. Like, yeah. I've seen a lot of customers uh, with that. All the young ones. Yes, you know, right. Like and my, a lot, my 22 lot of, lot of the renters as you kind of come through the marketplace, yeah. which is good, though, because you yeah. start to think about how can we get the future homeowners of the world out there into our market. And yeah. normally what happens is those companies get bought up by bigger companies, right? Sure. And so it'll start to go ahead and develop a different market share than they had. Um, but it's, it's more of a... Insurance companies are questioning where they want to move forward with. Right. Back in the day, we used to sit there and say, hey, we want to go after confident planners. Confident planners were people that valued insurance, wanted an agent, carried high limits. Mm-hmm. And now we start to look at it and say, well, you carry higher limits of insurance. Is that technically more risk that we're taking on the board versus right. low limit customers? And so insurance companies are kind of taking a step back and analyzing their market share and saying, how do we want to go ahead and move forward? Mm. Interesting. Okay. You know, it's the thing about for me is, is about insurance and what I what I've known from the past is that rarely do insurance companies when they're marketing want you to compare apples to apples because what they do is they'll put this this beautiful low rate in front of you and then you'll realize it's got like a $10,000 deductible tied to it or something like that. So it's really important to maybe review your policies. I think every year Right? Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And at worst, we would say, it's funny, you know, uh, licensed individuals, right? Everyone in the room. And we uh, always attempt to compare ourselves to a doctor and sit there and say, (laughs) oh, you call up a doctor. Hey, doc, I got to come in. He gives you a point in time. I have to provide better customer service than that. So I don't (laughs) use doctors as the example. You show up at that time, though, right? But for some reason, our industry, we give a time and people sit there and say, ah, Maybe should, next week. Yeah. Maybe next week. Right. Maybe next week. They put us off. Yeah. And, and I get it. It's it's something they already have, right? right. Insurance is, in, is, a, is a service that they've already kind of have in their repertoire. And so when they're going to go ahead and make that change, they really need that life-altering moment right. to decide, yep, I'm going to do it. Maybe it is price. Maybe it's a baby. Maybe it's a change in the family. Maybe sure. it's a change in job. And so, yeah, it's on clients to sit there and say, hey, we hope that they will start doing reviews. But it's on us as agents to making sure that we are making the dedicated outbound call to schedule those reviews. There it is. I mean, I think that's critical. Uh, You know, I like that my insurance agent reaches out to me and says, hey, um, here's what's happening to your insurance this year. Let's, we may need to shop this element or, 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 or part of it, or maybe all of it. Right. And we need to take a look and see what's out there for you because based on, because everyone's different. John, your needs are going to be completely different than mine. They certainly are. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to rub it in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but that, so no two people are alike, much like in housing. It's yep, the same thing. Absolutely. And so you need to look at their individual needs and decide what's, what's valuable to them and where their value may lie in, how, in terms of how much deductible and then how much coverage. I once heard it said, and I, I don't know if you've heard this, you probably have heard this before, but the insurance company, what they're doing is they're, they're, you're, they're buying the risk. You know, you're, you're paying them to take on your risk. 
is what you're doing. And it's a right. question of how much risk you want them to take and how much you're willing to pay for them to take it. And that's what that's what we're boiling it down to. But it's so critical that you do shop it. I think every, I mean, when you get that new bill and you see it went up, even if it stays, stays the same, you might want to shop it anyway. Yeah. 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 Right? And, yeah. I mean, when, when you look at that idea back to market share, insurance companies really don't ever want to pass this idea of 25% market share. And the reason being is all of a sudden they take on too much risk and now they have too much exposure mm. out there. So even if a company has, you know, let's say, hey, our target age is 35 to 55, homeowners, good credit, whatever it might be, but then you happen to be in zip code 89117, well, that insurance company might have too much market share there. Ah. And so now it's all of a sudden, hey, yeah, you are in their preferred market, but you're not in their preferred zip code right now. So it's tough. Even myself as an agent, I say, yeah, you should. Every two to three years, you should shop. Doesn't yeah, mean you always change, but you got to know that you're paying a fair price for the right That's product. where I was going. Like in my world, I have to do home insurance like every two years because, right. you know, I get the policy at a great deal and then they walk it up and they yeah. walk it up. Sure. And then by the second year or the end of the second year, I can go somewhere else and be a new client for them and be a better deal for me. Yeah, I think that that's, that's true. You always why? have to. Well, why? You know, why? Because, well. Value me to stay. Yeah. The thing I wanted to say to the listeners, I want everyone to understand what you're hearing from Liam is, to me, is extraordinarily interesting because what you're hearing is the way the insurance companies are thinking. You don't, you're not hearing just the marketing pitch. You're hearing this is their, this philosophically where they're coming from. And boy, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, John? Yeah. I mean, it really does. They, they think through it in terms of, like that overexposure in a, in, a, in a particular zip code, God forbid there's a hurricane or, or a it's tornado in that zip code, care. they're, they're I mean, toast. <laughs> it's hard for me to care about the bottom line True. of the insurance company, right? Because uh, all I, I know is I write them a check every year for <laughs> thousands of dollars, and they give me nothing back, except for Peace of a mind. promise to be there, Peace of but mind. to fight me tooth and nail when I come a nothing, right? Because they're okay. going to resist. Sounds you know, like he needs a new agent. That sounds like fired That's up. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're coming up on a break. We're going to run a couple quick commercials. I'm telling someone's story. We're going to come back. We're going to come back and you're going to hear john john's going to calm down he is i promise he'll calm down after the break and then we'll talk more with liam and john so guys stay tuned we'll be back in just a minute you're the best it's a a whole cycle it's a whole cycle (laughs) right (laughs) okay so what i think what i think i want to do is i want to come 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 to you now and then we're gonna come back to liam in the third segment cool so now Liam can pick on you a little bit. And sure, ask a bunch that's of fair. That's fair to turn yeah. it around. I, I was honestly, I was hoping or wanted to pull out a little more sort of actionable stuff out of that. Like, what are what are the tips that we want to give the audience mm-hmm. in regards to the insurance from your side of the world? Um, you know, we got to you know shop it a little bit, but where where do we find sort of pad or wiggle room or places of opportunity? So for me to wring out a little more value, such as, uh, you know, by offering to pay that $2 more, you could expand your coverage to do this much more for you in an emergency. Where are those opportunities? I'm curious about that that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know if there's a good answer there. No, no. And I, and I think when you when you look at, like, that value of the review, right, what it looks like for auto, home, business, life insurance, yep. be, a, be a pretty easy segment to go ahead and jump into. Okay. Yeah. You know, what should you be asking for? And layering and... Is it possible to have too much insurance? For, you know, those type of things. Yeah. I mean, I think people, I, I, I think it's hard to find just the right amount. I think that right. the challenge to an individual is figuring out what's just right for me because normally you're going to be either under or overinsured. And how do yeah. you get that, that perfect number? Yeah. Is, and there, is there a, is a rule of thumb? That'd be, that the, I that'd can be use? the way I'd want to approach it. If you, cool. Okay. Yeah. That's the way I, Okay. So let's, let's do John and then we'll come back and we'll do that in the third segment. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Segment two. I don't know why. Why are we jumping to me? Just out of curiosity. Um, like in the sequence in my mind that does it like why 
Um, because I wanted to, I wanted to break it up. I wanted oh, okay. to break up Liam's segments. Okay, uh, that's really the main reason. I All didn't right. want it to be too. I, I wanted to let him. Hey, we're going to come back to Liam the next time. I wanted to break it up. I wanted to. Okay, so uh, I don't normally do that, but I wanted to do it this time. See cool. how it works out. If you got a reason, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Okay. I'm here for, I'm always, for you. Yeah. I, I always have a reason. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, <you laughs> thanks, for, thanks for clearing up my mind about that. You though. learned that from your wife? All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm mad at you, but I am. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Here we go. Carly's Seg- not paying attention. Segment two. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Liam White. We also have John Ingram. Sure, and, and of course, uh, John. What you're you're with uh, Prosperity. Prosperity Home Mortgage. Home Mortgage. I have a license number five five two five nine six. Thank you for clearing that up. Just yeah, want to make thanks. sure we got that out of the way. I was thinking about that too. I was like, ooh, I got to get that out there. You know, uh, we're coming. It's uh, we're coming up on the mid- we're in the middle of February. Uh, all the CPAs are ducking Year's for, almost over. The ducking yeah. for cover, man. Yeah. They're all yeah. they're all bracing for the onslaught of of taxes. Uh, yeah. So so tax season's coming. With that, for a lot of people, there's refunds. Hopefully, and, and big refunds and nice size refunds. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. hope that. So uh, maybe it's a good time to think about using that refund for maybe a down payment on a home. You think? I, I think that people will be very very wise to consider that. Right? Okay. Uh, it's not easy to get you know potentially large chunks of money. Um, at one time, and mm-hmm. this is really an opportunity for for families to make a, a significant <clears throat> step forward, a significant leap forward uh, towards home ownership. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a really smart strategy to now to be thinking about. Okay, rather than let that money sort of slowly disappear through normal consumption or right. taking that extra vacation, this sort of thing. If you're not a homeowner now, that could be um, a really large bridge towards home ownership. Right. And when you combine that with the opportunity that happens today in our market where negotiations are sort of flexible for buyers. Yes. Your your out of pocket expense, the amount of cash you need to purchase a home might be at sort of not at a really great moment for you to take advantage of. That's the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a more normal market. You're not having to give up a lot of things. You don't have to pay over appraised value. You're not having right. to do any of those things. Although I will say we're seeing we're seeing <laughs> we're seeing the the inventory shrink again. Yeah. Prices have stabilized. Mortgage rates have stabilized to a certain extent, and yes. and so activity is. I mean, last month we saw double the number of escrows that we did the month before, and yep. so now we're starting to see it come back to that. I'm a little worried that there's a there, there's a window of opportunity that I want buyers to know is there right now. You know, the title of this show is Las Vegas Real Estate Now. now. Sure. I right. want you to understand, you're going to hear about this on the national press and from the local press yeah, about three months from now. now. Right, yeah, sure. they're going to say, oh, back then you could have done this. Now, right. look, that's God. when the market changed, that's right? right? Or that's when it, it, yep. it began to transition. And the next thing, I, anecdotally, I'm, I'm getting that sense, too, yeah. um, that that the market is starting to shift a little bit. We, As you say, um, with the market <laughs> heating up a little bit, we saw mortgage mortgage applications increase 28% wow. over December oh, in wow. the month of January. Okay. So a big jump. Mm-hmm. It softened a little bit in, in February, but that January push really took us sort of off the bottom there. And as, mm-hmm. as that translates into more transactions happening, as, as, as we've kind of talked about in the past, I think that this market could transition into a new phase again fairly quickly. Because um, 
not a whole lot more buyers are needed to overwhelm the amount of inventory that we have. That's right. And it's been shrinking. It is. It's, it's been shrinking since the you know beginning of the year, basically. It has. It's been coming down and fairly significantly. Right. So this, to make that real for people. So right now, yeah, you, you may be able to make a negotiation to get the seller to pay some expenses <clears throat> for the house purchase, right? So they can yep. pay some of your closing costs. You might have negotiating power on the price. You might have more than one house to choose from. And then now, if you combine that with the the advantage of getting three or five thousand or something, some you know thousands of dollars in a tax refund mm-hmm. that's coming hot in your hand. Mm-hmm. Let's put that to use before yeah. it's gone. Yep, no doubt. I mean, the sooner it, we can get you to be a homeowner, the better off you and your family are in the long run, financially. Normally, from a financial stability standpoint, homeownership is the most important yes. thing. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Not just because I'm a realtor, but because yeah. I learned early on in life, buying a home set me on the right path. And when it, I bought a home early, my life absolutely changes you know, your it, life. It moves you in a different direction. Moves you, yeah, it moves you, moves you forward in life. So, also, I think recent changes from from the federal government in terms of the way they're dealing with mortgages. <laughs> Let's talk a little. You hear that yeah, little? This, you hear that this snicker? Is, this is not unlike the national news, really. Yet, like I've, I've not seen it anywhere. But right. But the government agency that controls Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the FHFA, Federal mm-hmm. Housing Finance Agency. Anyways, they've come out. And they've said, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you need to be um, uh, advancing home ownership in these less served groups, lower okay. income, right. challenged credit, things like that. <clears throat> you need to make things better. And so they've come out with a plan to say, and some people may not like this and some will, but we're going to take like Robin Hood. We're going to take from the rich and give to the poor here. <laughs> so what we're doing or what they've done is they've changed the price that you pay for uh, for your loan for those people that have high credit and larger down payments. They made it slightly more expensive for you. Mm. And then they made it significantly cheaper for those who do smaller down payments and have more challenge credit. Like those that it's hardest to get your foot in the door, right. they got some help. Okay, And those who are more easily through the door, it just got a little more expensive for you. Not to the point where it's going to break anybody, right? but they're, you know, they're taking from the left, giving to the right hand um, to try to help people into this and, and move everybody forward. This is, this is now using the mortgage industry or the mortgage business uh, for political means. It's agenda-based lending now. Got it. Uh, and it's not something we've really been into as much before in the past. I was going to ask you, has this happened before where this, they've manipulated things in this way? This is the most heavy-handed sort okay. of approach. Like, mm-hmm. this is fundamentally touching the core of the marketplace. Your it's loans, funny, though, that you said they're taking from the left to give to the right. It's actually the other way around, though. They're taking from the right to give to the left here. Is what's <laughs> happening. He was just using the hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, that's why I said hand at the end. Okay, all right. I, I, I say nothing regarding political <laughs> viewpoints. But um, it's not normally a good thing when government starts to control other businesses. Is that what we're getting it, at? It, it does yeah. have unintended consequences at times, it does. And, and this kind of thing. And and honestly, the thing I'm a little disappointed about is is it's making those that have managed to keep their credit their best, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be high credit scores, be able to do large down payments. It's saying let's. It's okay to make it more expensive for you, so that we can help the people that maybe ran into challenges right. or who might otherwise be less capable um, through earnings power or or um, like I said, credit blemishes in the past. So. Um, I, yeah. I, I love the, the, the charitable aspect of it. I, right. I just wish we didn't have to make it uh, a side effect punishment on those who have you know done well. Is it's, it something I'm going to feel as a person who's who's on on the, on the right side of this or the wrong side of this equation? Yeah, I mean, I would. 
It, depending on the specific thing, and they made it way more complex than it was before. Okay. And I'll say this. They've even now brought in debt ratio into the price of your loan. So wow. those those people, and this makes sense, but those people that are have a higher debt ratio are more close to being maxed out in their buying power. Those people are going to have a little more price or, or cost built into their loan to address that risk. Okay. And those with lower debt ratios will, will not have to do that. Sorry. Okay. So that's a brand new thing. Um, How much yeah. of that, though? So it's one of those. It's funny. We always see a, the answers always try to get solved with money, where the majority of the time I feel like the answer can be solved with education. Yeah. Is yeah. How many of these individuals that this is going to start helping <clears throat> realize that they don't have to have the 20% down or there's so many other loan variations out there where they can come in with a 0% down or a 3% down? Mm-hmm. It, does it actually have to be solved with the money or could this purely be solved with education? Um. No, yeah, no, I, I would say I, I think education gets along, goes a long way, but it, it, it doesn't serve a broad enough group, right? They're looking right. to move the percentages okay. with really this, make with this sort of stuff. And, and all the stuff that they've done in the past, which is a special program, a, um, a community assistance that's for certain neighborhoods and things like that, those kind of things have been really you know, chipping around the edges, but not right, moving the right. needle in a, in a significant way. Well, they may be well, they, they may be well educated about the process, but that extra extra quarter of a point that's or eighth of a or sixteenth of a point is going to help them get right, the to get the quality okay. or the number that they need to get to buy the home. It might push that that those people right on the edge might push them over the top and say, okay, now I can do it. Right. As opposed to, you know, if, if you're too far away, forget it. This is not going to help you necessarily. But if you're really close, maybe it's pushing you over the edge. Yeah. With these type of loans that, that got tinkered with, and it's only the conventional ones, like your, your right. government loans, FHA and VA are not touched by this. Okay. Right. So those doors are as wide open as they've always been. Good. Uh, the conventional loan world, which is where the majority of these loans land, mm-hmm. those are the ones that are being affected. And and to answer your question directly, what I'm seeing is it's probably an eighth to a quarter percent in your interest rate higher oh. than where you were before okay. in certain categories. Right. Whereas on the, on the say on the other end of the spectrum, you could be a quarter percent to even a half percent lower in interest rate. Um, because of what this uh, this this agenda has done. Interesting. Hey, guys, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're in a couple quick commercials. We'll be right back with more from Liam White and John Ingram. So stay tuned. <clears throat> that was good. I, I mean, it's just it's just it's just so interesting that they feel the need to do that now. Yeah. Well, now you know, is kind you, of a weird time to me. Just you know. Well, yeah, and that's that's one of the things that's a little disheartening for me and my industry, which is we're trying everything we can to make these homes more affordable for people. And you just did something that's going to make it more expensive for one segment and cheaper for another segment. Right, right. Um, while I, I love the fact that those those people and, and the people in those situations are going to be helped and it's going to be more or less expensive for them for homeownership, that's a great and admirable thing to do, I, you know. My libertarian size, why, why should the other be punished, right? Yeah, but the money's right. got to yeah. come from somewhere. Yep, yep, gotcha. Um, okay. So. Well, I mean, look, uh, I'm just glad I don't have to do that right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> it's great, grateful I have to do and, that. And so this, just last thing, and this is just for people watching online, this, this, um, this begins with loans that are sold to Fannie and Freddie as of May 1st. So you're seeing the industry now start to roll that out to people. And, and mm-hmm. so those, those impacts will be felt now. And... Because this stuff is so unusual, we could see it undone at any time, Yeah, right? Especially the debt ratio thing. 
that's something the industry's never had anything yeah. related to before. That's, and that's interesting because um, I would have thought that would have been part of it. But yeah, but it's not part of pricing your loan. Interesting. Okay, good. All right, let's go into segment three. <clears throat> okay. Go back to Liam on this one. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. I also want to remind you guys that if you hear something, if you're hearing John speak about uh, mortgages, you're hearing Liam speak about insurance, if you want to talk to either one of those guys, just text their name to me at that number at 702-203-1165. I'll put you in touch with those guys, and they'll help you. Uh, I know, John, you spoke to somebody just a few weeks ago. We, we, were, we yes. were sharing the information. Yep. And it's, it's always valuable. We love Young when listeners moved into the state, was looking for some connections and help, and we were able to help her out. Brilliant. You know, I, I love it when, they call, when you guys call in. And uh, don't hesitate. Just uh, give me a ring. I'll be happy to forward your information. We'll, any one of our contributors be happy to help you out. Liam, before, before uh, back in the first segment, we were talking a little bit about the value of a review. Now, when I want to, when I'm looking at my insurance policy, and I want to, I want to check it out, and I want to, sh- you know, maybe shop it, maybe not. But what, what do I need to look at? What am I? What are the I'm elements? To of? improve it, I want to make. What I wanna, should I be looking? Yeah, what should right? I be looking for? Yeah. Right. So the, the first question that I think anyone's going <clears> to <throat> ask is, what do we actually have to protect? Right. And right. it's one of those that I think most agents skip over. Mm. So in the state of Nevada, we have protected assets. Right. So I'm going to look at what's called an assets analysis check. Okay. Identify what protected assets you have that the state is actually going to protect for you. And so where we find this idea, you're talking asking about, about like homesteading, homesteading, right? Okay. So homestead your home. Now they just dropped a little bit. It's down to 605,000 from a primary home perspective. And obviously it doesn't protect against, you know, uh, foregoing medical bills and stuff like that. But we're looking at from a judgment perspective. Right. Okay. The next line of defense is your first $10,000 in checking savings are protected. So we start to kind of have this community association of, hey, how much are you actually carrying at all times in your checking and savings account? Mm. Is there any way that we can start moving money out of one sector into another oh. so they don't necessarily have to carry insurance to actually protect this asset okay. if something happened? That next avenue that people typically look at that's in the state of Nevada, if there's a million dollars in a qualified retirement plan is protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 401k, Roth IRAs, annuity stock bonds all jump Per together. account or cumulative? Cumulative. Okay. Right? And so when we start to build up these assets, we start to identify what is your actual risk pool out there. One of the only fully protected assets nationwide, money's rising out of a life insurance policy, Mm -hmm. right? So when individuals start to talk about this idea of, gosh, I got too much money sitting in a retirement account, too much money sitting in cash and savings, I need to have a little bit of liquidity to it. Some people start to look to real estate, right? We might start to open up some landlord policies and, you know, open up an LLC to start, you know, managing <coughs> and mitigating this risk out. Mm-hmm. But my job is to protect my clients. Right. And it doesn't mean that, hey, gosh, man, John, we got to get you a $10 million umbrella because you have all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. What if I can find a different place to put it so I don't have to spend all of this money on insurance? Okay. There's over eight and a half million different ways I can write one single auto policy. How do I know what's going to be right? Did you me? guys just hear that? Liam just said a way to save you money on insurance. I mean, here's an insurance agent talking about this and talking about ways other than insurance to save you money sure, on insurance, which right. I think is brilliant. Yeah. Right. Because I think there are a certain amount of people out there that are overinsured well, as much as underinsured. That was right? my next question, Liam. You know, I think I think everybody is either over or underinsured. How, oh, yeah. do, you, how do you come up with that 
perfect amount. I mean, obviously, part of this analysis would be that. How do I know the perfect amount? Yeah, in, in reality, we, we, we come up with exactly what that number is. What are your assets exposed in the case of a judgment? And we then review, hey, this is how much insurance is needed. This is the cost. And then we go back to that idea of self-insured retention. What do you want to pay? What are you willing to forgive? <coughs> hey, it's going to cost you $10,000 to protect all of your assets. Mm-hmm. You say, eh. I'm willing to protect 80% of my assets at 8,000. That's mm. perfect. You're, you're saying you're going to keep that 20% under your own protection, assuming you've never gotten a ticket, you never gotten an accident, it's not going to happen. That's what you're willing to forego. Mm-hmm. And then we will go ahead and protect the other for our agreed upon cost. Got it. And so it really is. It's, it's a give and take. You decide what you want to have at risk mm-hmm. and what do you actually want to protect. And the insurance company will notify you exactly what that cost would actually be. I got I to gotta put, put you on the spot question. Do it. Um, in your world and in what you see, what is the most common insurance that a person is paying for that they don't need? And then what is the most common insurance that they don't have that they should have? Like, what do you see on that? What are people buying that they really, you know, there's better solutions than that and they don't need that and, and this sort of thing. Like, what are those two holes? This so, is very much on the spot. No, no, absolutely. And so I'll, I'll say it's it's tough, and what I'm about to say does not apply to everyone. Of course. So, so yeah. be ready for this. Right, right. All right. So uh, there is the biggest misconception with uninsured motorist coverage. I right? knew that was the one. Uninsured <laughs> motorist right? coverage I knew is... I don't know what he's going to say here. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's protection that you take on yourself for other individuals out yes. there that might not be carrying enough insurance. Yes. One of the biggest challenges is that it pays above and beyond the other individual's limits. So in the state of Nevada, the minimum limits that you can carry on an auto policy are twenty five fifty. All right, it's $25,000 single, $50,000 group per accident. If I were to carry that uninsured motorist level coverage and someone hits me and they're carrying minimum limits, well, my uninsured motorist only pays above and beyond what theirs are. Okay. Is 25000 more than 25000 No, they're equal. Right. So I'm essentially carrying no coverage. Right. Ooh. So the unfortunate part is... So it's not... You don't stack it? No. You're saying like... The f- it's above and beyond. Everybody's counting until you reach that 25. Correct. Oh, wow. So it would only pay out if I was involved in a hit and run or someone hit me that didn't have insurance. So I'm not saying that there's not value there because there absolutely is. Right. You just have to understand what are you paying <clears throat> for and right. what's the likelihood of that actually oh, paying wow. out. Yeah. Now, the most underused that we're seeing this day and age, if I go... I'll stay on the personal line side of things. Okay. Is going to be uh, additional living expense, ALE coverage on a home policy. Um, standard policy comes with $10,000 worth of ALE, and this is the challenge is so much of your insurance policy is just standard computer formula, puts it in, and it tells you exactly right. what it that's, has. That's, I'm used to seeing that. Sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. we have the ability to manipulate everything to actually identify what the risk is. Okay. But So that's $10,000 worth of coverage. You have a catastrophe at your home, goes down. We're going to give you $10,000 to theoretically, an individual to understand, go live somewhere else. Well, everyone looks at it and says, oh, I got to go live in a motel. I got to do this. That's that, not the That's a different coverage. distinction from loss of use? Uh, yeah, additional living expense, loss view, same exact coverage. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, and so when we look at that idea, it's intended to put you in that same street, home like that, that same zip code, <clears throat> continue your lifestyle. Mm. And so we think about it, what's average rent these days? Yeah. 
2500 $3,000? Not even. Yeah. Probably sixteen, seventeen hundred. Okay, so yeah. still not that yeah. bad. But $10,000 not getting you but even a year But that's not comparable to, to my house and your house. No, and true. that's a difference, right? It's supposed yeah. to be for years. So for right. years, yeah. you might have to carry 50000 Right. And when you talk about the difference in price between ten dollars and $50,000 with a coverage over a year, it might be $3. There you go. And so it's, it's these minute things that get changed. Yeah, that's that the kind of tip I'm looking for. Don't really cost yeah. you more. Right. But then when it happens, these are the calls that we get where it's, how could they have done this? And right, look, con- consumer buying, right? Okay, it's tough. You know, you kind of you get it what you get, but really, it's on us. If if we're the licensed individual, right. I got to walk so, through so, every okay, line so, item with you. So all the listeners doing this, they're going to look at their home insurance policy and they're going to look for either loss of use or ALE additional living expense. Additional living yeah, expense. They're going to look their at policy? their personal property because it is. It, it's, it's intended to streamline the process, right? We take what is the uh, reconstruction of your home, and every other coverage under that is a percentage of that. Okay. Well, okay. we get individuals that live in, you know, uh, condominium complexes that, hey, they're only responsible for the walls in. Right. So they got $60,000 worth of coverage. Well, then their personal property is going to be a percentage of that. So all of a sudden they got $20,000 worth of personal property mm-hmm. coverage. Well, their, their bed is $6,000. Yeah, their couch is $8,000. Yeah. And so, and it, it's so easy and so inexpensive to make those changes. <clears throat> Unfortunately, individuals just don't take the time to do it. And what, yeah. I, what I'm envisioning is, is that people, particularly, they order insurance online or through somebody, and they yeah. don't speak to an agent. There's no expertise involved. They don't, right? they just, don't get this information. Yeah. They're not getting there to say, hey, you need, a, you need policy B. Here you go. Sign here. And this is what it's going to cost you. And that's, that's what they get. Well, yeah, and, that's and, and it's tough, right? Because in reality, I have no problem saying this statement, uh, all insurance companies are relatively the same these years. Right. Right? The, right. We all sell the same home policy, the same auto policy. The structures are all the same. Yeah. yeah. The difference is the agent that you're working with, yep. right? Yep. Not all farmers' agents are the same. Not all state farm agents are the same. Not all, all state, not all GEICO agents are the same. So it is. It's a challenge for people to sit there and say, gosh, you know, I've been with this company for the last 30 years, but no one's ever had this conversation with me. And it's like, well, it's not on the company. It's it's on, on the, the agent. agent. Indeed. And so that's really the challenge. It's true. It's there. true in our business, too. Same thing. It's like you can you've chosen to go to the buffet versus a fine dining restaurant, right? They can bring it to you or you can go get it yourself. <laughs> there it is. That's right. Yeah, exactly that's right. That's the idea. Hey, guys, we're coming up with another break. We're in a couple commercials. We got so much more Son to talk about. It, it goes so quick, guys. It, it does. Goes, it goes so fast. We'll be back in just a moment, guys. Oh, you got me on that one. That was good stuff. All right. Well done. That's what you get. See? To get yeah. See, I knew he was the right guy to get on for this. <laughs> but it is. It's tough because when I get into the commercial side of things, that's where it's – that's really, unfortunately, where we <clears throat> see the, the biggest blunders. Sure. Like a, even – so this this building itself, right, standardly written, comes with $2,500 worth of sign coverage. Mm. How much, how much do you think the yeah, monument yeah. sign is out $35,000. Yeah. And yeah. so that's when – that's I just made that up. A, a stand, but yeah, it is, right? Probably right. Probably yeah. 70000 80000 The Bertoldo, Carter Baker, and Schmidt, uh-huh. 92000 And really? their policy, yeah. $2,500 worth of coverage. Wow. Because it is. That's just standard. It just it goes Interesting. out. So it's it's tough. Yeah. And then who gets blamed? We do, obviously. So that's that feels kind of a trick, though, with that underinsured motors thing, like saying they run simultaneous and then it kicks in. Well, it's, it's explained in your policy documents. Yeah. Oh, you sure like, we, like we read those. Sure it is. <laughs> It's one key word. Uh, yeah. 85 pages that you get. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Okay. On an ancillary topic of this then, is not how much I pay. All right. This, right. Is, this is on but off line, right? Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're live on Facebook so right now. If, if you want to know the reality from the corporate side of things, okay. even if you don't carry it, they will always pay out minimum limits. 
Really? Uh, now that's not an. I'm not. I'm not saying. Oh, don't yeah, 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 don't no, say. You don't say. Don't get it. Yeah. Right. right. But but in reality, from a claim standpoint, that's what we see. Interesting. I know I've got it in my policy, so I just yeah, I have, I have to go back and look at it. I, it's, it's, the reality is, if, if they're carrying twenty five, I'm going to want seventy five, so that there's fifty overage uh, to cover my stuff. Yeah, and, and the beauty of it, right? So this is the nice part because people will go into uh, MedPay, right? Because MedPay pays for your medical damages, everything right. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The one difference between MedPay and uninsured motorists is uninsured motorist coverage pays for lost wages. Ah. So if you're still working, it's the heavy intent to uninsured motorist. You retire. A lot of times we move it from uninsured motorist, which is the most expensive coverage, to, to, med pay. to med pay, which is far less expensive. Oh, See, I mean, this is insights we would never tip. get otherwise. Outstanding. Tip. Okay, segment four. Here we go. Who knew insurance was so valuable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. So I paid the, yeah. paid the semi big bucks. We're making yeah, right, right. Yep. All right. Let's see. Okay. We can't all be Carly. So I know. Yeah. You can yeah. tell you're generally enjoying this. I am. I like this. Uh, when I learn something, and it's yeah. interesting. And, and that's the thing. We learn. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. I mean, we really do. Yeah. Half these people are boring. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Those of you who are listening who are contributors, uh, can please ignore that previous comment from John. Uh, yeah. He really didn't mean that. Yeah, Rick sent me. <laughs> I'm teasing. Oh, I'm teasing. Yep, returning grand champion. Rick keeps telling me to bump you off the show and just have it be me and him. Just saying. I, you know, (laughs) I think you guys could pull it off for about a a minute. Yeah, for a day. (laughs) All right, here we go. Segment four. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me. At 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Oh, we didn't need the hit song, John. Come on. Oh, my goodness. No mel- no mel- sound, sounded like the Luna. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have a theme, like have music when you're giving the Is that what it is? I, yeah, there's there's advertisements saying that's how you make it stick when it's put oh, to music. Oh, okay. I, you know, just being on radio, I never heard of that. Yeah, right, right. You don't know much about the music side. I don't know anything <laughs> about that. Actually, you know, it's funny. Before I did the radio, I'd never even listened to music. I always listened to talk radio. Is that true? Sports, talk, that's all I ever listened to on the radio. I never listened to music. Okay, Helene, I, Helene gets in the car. She's like, you change the damn station. I could see you rocking <laughs> to the Billy Joel and the Rolling Stones stuff. Back in the day, know. yeah, I, when I was younger. I, I never had to have the radio. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Listen, listen, listen to it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, where's Spotify when you need it? Yeah. Okay. Right. I've got a couple of interesting articles I found. The first one um, is that this past week we had the Super Bowl. God bless it. In Phoenix. Yeah. Yes. And then they passed the torch onto to Las Vegas. Isn't it? I mean, it's huge. It's yeah. going to be so How big. How big this is. I mean, you think about, first of all. Momentous. The second most popular place to go for Super Bowl weekend of all time, is Las Vegas. Vegas. Sure, yeah. sure. So if you're not going to the game, you go to Vegas. That's where you go. Now the game's in Vegas. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be yeah, nuts. And yeah. so in, and so Mick Ackers from the RJ wrote an article about it. It says, Las Vegas officially on the clock. They had this big football. Did you see that thing? Yeah, dri- they were driving it from You're Boulder dri- City all the way in. Yeah, they're yeah. bringing this. I did not see that. This is going to be all around town all year. You're going to see this thing at various venues and events and so forth. I'm sure it'll be at is all the Raiders real, games. Is it like leather? Do we know? It, it's, no, it's actually, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what is it is. Is it inflated? I, I'm going to tell you what it is. Can we throw it? So the ball was constructed. I'm, just, I'm reading right from the article from Mick Ackers. Right. Uh, the ball was constructed from carved blocks of foam using a router machine with additional details sculpted by hand. After the ball shell was sculpted, it was hard-coated by spray with a polyurethane shell. So it's not, you know, I mean, look. I don't think any of us are better off. For no one's, that. first of all, no one's going to palm this thing. I mean, you're not yeah, throwing yeah, it. Yeah, you can't grip this. <laughs> you're not going to throw this thing. But it's a monster. Um, 
So uh, they, they did a. Does they, it say how big it is? I'm sorry. How big is it? it like it does. Like 12, feet? Like 12, 12 feet long? Yeah. yeah. Six feet high? Uh, eight, uh, 13 feet long, eight feet in diameter. Good guess. It right. weighs 1,200 pounds. Um, and it symbolizes Super Bowl 58, which is going to awesome. be our Super Bowl, which I think is going to be so cool. And, you know, uh, the convention center uh, comes out and talks about Steve Hill, the president, talks about, you know, we've been working on this for 60 years. <laughs> and he's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Vegas, I mean, I think the perfect place to have it is Vegas when you think about it. When you think about the capacity we have the uh, uh, for entertainment and for hotel rooms and, and all that, we're, we're, we're built for the Super Bowl. We really are. So it should be a lot of fun. Should we take a moment and thank Bugsy Siegel for kicking it all off? Bugsy, all right. the man. Yeah. That's right. Benjamin, as his friends call him. So I, I read on in the article, and it says, it says it talks about the economic impact. Oh yes, the two billion dollars. What did they say? Okay, so well, so fans are saying this is what they said: uh, five hundred million based on previous Super Bowls, according to the Las Vegas Super Bowl committee. But Jeremy Aguero, he's on the committee, by the way. Okay, he's uh, he's an economist. He's on the he's on the committee, and he thinks it's likely to top a billion. He thinks it's going to be it. at least double that. It's got it. And, and I think he's right because you've got the compound effect of both things, where Vegas was always the place to go if you couldn't get to the Super Bowl. Now it's going to be here. You're going to have a compound effect. Now, we only have so much capacity. Well, yeah, just yeah. look at the room, rate, room rates for F1, what they're doing for that. Absolutely. Look at the room rates for March Madness, what they do for that. Yeah. You don't think they're going to crank it up oh, my goodness. for Super Bowl? Yeah, yes. no, no doubt. I mean, it's going to be low. I think the cheapest ticket... Uh, if you if you were able to get a ticket before resale, the cheapest uh-huh. ticket in Phoenix was like nineteen hundred dollars for for yeah. the least expensive seat. That's original purchase price, mm-hmm. and then it scales up from there when they resell and all that. Um, so I don't know what it's going to be here. I get I'm, I'm now guess- you're a season ticket holder. I am. You you get the option, but you don't get your seats to to purchase a ticket potentially. But the league gets first rights to it. Yeah, the thing is is, that, is right? is that as a season ticket holder, they said they, they you had to sign up for a specific package when they offered it. Um, and you could only and and I I did I signed up for it and I paid for two seats. Yeah, I bought two seats two years ago or a year and a yeah, half right. ago or whatever you were it was. The first guys out that I with bought, the intention for you to go for me to go. Okay, yeah. So I, I wanted to be. I've never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it'd be really I'd be really cool to to get to one. But here's the thing. It for me it's gonna it's gonna depend upon <laughs> that resale price yeah, and that, where I get the no, price. If right? I, I I may be one of those guys who says, Yeah, I can't turn down this number. I have, you, have you seen anything from the league yet on like pricing for that? No. I don't think it's none of it's out yet. You can't actually no. begin buying it. But I had to give them a huge deposit just to reserve the right to get a ticket. Nevada's wow. been, been pretty good though, which has been tough, is they're attempting as best they can to eliminate the resale market. And yeah. so yeah. when I saw those numbers, it was pretty close to what the resale market was in Phoenix. Okay. And so I'll bet that's I, right. I don't know that there's going to be. So I had a lot of friends who opted out to not get it because yeah. they thought there was no value in the resale. Yeah, and I don't know that that's the case. It may be the case in yeah. case I'm going to the game. Yeah. And, I, and it's great. You know, I've never been to a Super Bowl. Right. Um, you know, and I'd love to go to one, and I hope my team's in it. You know, if that'd be that'd be even better. Right. That'd be that'd be amazing. I'm really excited for it, and like all the ancillary activities that come with the game. Right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. That that's going to be the town is going to be nuts. Experiences elsewhere. Right? I mean, just the thing about this past weekend here in Vegas when it was in Phoenix. The town was nuts. Yeah. I mean, we were yeah, crazy this past week. Yeah. yeah, just just I mean, loaded with people excited about because you can, you can bet on the game, you get entertained. There's so much going on here, and quite honestly, you know, you know, uh, the, the MVP gets to go to, to Disneyland, but everyone else came to Vegas. <laughs> right. I'm just telling you, that's where the players come. Yeah. They're they're all coming here after the I game to watch celebrate. For like a charity auction for like dinners with these people, like as the you know, right. that'd be great, right? right. I want to have dinner with Peyton Manning while he's in town or there something. There you go. You know, that'd be great. Absolutely, yeah. Let's no, do that. All that stuff. So we're, maybe I'll, I'll we're call. On the radio. I'll that. call Peyton after the after you, the show. You just I'll reach call. Out. That'd be I'm easier sure. to get in with Eli. 
but <laughs> I like you know what I really like Eli. You, have it, you ever it, watched those it, guys do their Monday night thing yes, when they I do have. that? Oh, good. I love that. That's hilarious to me. It's a good time. The brothers just doing the conversation. It's and good. it's and, yeah. it's, and they talk to each other just like they're brothers. I mean, yeah. they're just going at each other over all those things. It does feel real? It does. Yeah. It's yeah. it's definitely authentic, which you got to love. You got to well, really you, appreciate you just, that. You just had uh, I think it came out today in the RJ. Mark Wahlberg was talking. He's doing his film out here, and he's attempting to make Vegas Hollywood two point Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's a big investor in Vegas now. Yeah. I mean, so many things he's doing. Gem here. membership, of course, his house and, yep. and yep. different. Yeah. 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 If you want to work out, the production you do is go to F forty five for the four a.m. workout. He's there. There you go. There you go. I don't do anything at 4 a.m. Except, <laughs> except love on my pillow. I have a better chance of not being asleep yet at 4 a.m. than I ever will. At yeah. oh, that's right. Um, wow. Let me talk real quick. Let's get back to real estate just for a yeah, second. All right, let's I found another article by Sean Hammersmeyer from the Las Vegas Review Journal. People other than Eli, you know, mm-hmm. uh, normally I'm only quoting Eli. Hammersmeyer? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're buying your first home, a new down payment program could help. The state of Nevada has come up with another $10 million to help first-time home buyers. Home first, right? Yep. And it, what it's doing is, is, is they gave $7.5 million to the housing division they and $2.5 million to the rural housing authority. That's right. And so what's happening is is that you could get a $15,000 second mortgage to help you with closing costs that you may not ever have to pay back. If you live in the house for three years. It's a forgivable second mortgage. It's yeah. a forgivable second mortgage. If you live in the house for three years, then it is forgiven. They think that it'll assist up to 650 families, and it's going to, it's going to be used up over the next 12 to 18 months. Now, there are income limits on there this are. thing. You can't be, as an individual, if you earn more than 40000 and change, you're probably not going to qualify. They, they've done it two different ways, just to give you a little more on this. They've done it based upon the area median income and how, being below that, as well as they've got a second calculation, which is based upon family size. Right. So the larger your family size, I've seen that number get as high as 140000 And And they say in here, if you have a family of five, it goes up to 97000 So yeah. if you're a family of five, the, it's up to 97000 um, So yes, it varies based on your family sure. size and your income level would be based on that. And so there's, there's an opportunity for those. We were talking about uh, tax return money. There's other money there. If, if you're in a situation sure. where, where, where you're worried about the and, – and honestly, John, between you and me, uh, I've always find that for people, particularly for first-time homebuyers, it's that down payment. That's the issue. It's usually the biggest it's, like, preventer. It's rarely the issue for somebody moving up or, moving, or, or going into their right. second home because they're going to use the equity from the first home to do that. Yeah. They don't need to write a check. And so, yeah, it's really – everything is about getting you into that first house. It is, indeed. You know? That's that's the challenge, for, and and part of the reason we do the show, guys. It's part of the reason we do this because we we don't want you to be afraid of it. We want you to embrace it. And if you're if you're and look, I would say call me or, or call John about getting yourself qualified. Maybe you're not ready now, but we can tell you what you got to do to be ready a year from now. Of course, but let's let's yeah, get that done. There's a pathway and a plan for there's everybody. Always a plan. Yeah. Always a way to do it. Nobody should be afraid of it. Absolutely, jump in. What a fun real estate hour! It went so fast. Yeah, it always goes so fast. I got to thank Mark. A little sad there at the end. There now, now John's getting bummed out. Um, got to thank Mark, our production director. Got to thank Carly for doing a great job, also. And I want to thank our Carly. outstanding contributors today. That being Liam White and John Ingram. Well done, Liam. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week, we're going to have another wonderful hour for you. We're going to have Chef Christopher Johns on. He's with Chefs for Kids. They're having their annual event coming up, and he's yes. going to be talking about that. And Chef Johns. He's been he's been one of the key members of that that group for a long time. He's going to be honored at this event, so I want to make sure I'm, I'm excited. You charts on the radio. Is he going to cook on the radio? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any other topics we cover, like insurance, uh, call me off air or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two. 
203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media at LV Real Estate Radio. I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, what we seek to educate, empower, engage with you. We want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. Talk to you then.